The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's 3.06 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Brenton Dreger covering from Andrew and Jalen this week. Uh, I think by all accounts, and by all accounts I mean Twitter, it looks like they're having a really good time. Lots of uh, pictures on the social media, so they're having some fun down in the sun. Uh, joined this half hour by Stephen Kepler from 92.5 Fresh Radio and Brad Whisker, producer here at 6.30 Chad. The reason I brought these fellas in is because they're, uh, I think they're pretty much the resident movie buffs, experts. Movie genius right here, oh, actually, genius, that's genius. me. Sorry, I <laughs> didn't read the words that Steve Brad Kepler, wrote in front of me Steve Kepler, movie genius, here. it says it on my resume. Yeah, And, of course, today's Oscar nomination day. Yeah. So, uh, maybe before we just get going here, how many of the best picture nominees have you each seen? I've seen 50%. No, I've seen most of them. So I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name. I haven't seen uh, Phantom Thread. I have not seen The Post yet, which is weird because it has Meryl Streep and um, and Tom Hanks, and it was directed by Spielberg, and he's my favorite director. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to watch that movie. The Post? I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> nobody's heard of those people. Who's that? <laughs> Tom who? <laughs> she I've only has 21 nominations. <laughs> I've only seen, or I should say only, I've seen five of them, so... Like Kepler, I haven't okay. seen Call Me By Your Name, and again, same same thing, same kind of reaction. I haven't seen The Post yet. Huh. But that'll change soon. Okay. Oh, I think I'm going to see The Post next week sometime with, uh, I'm with, having it with my in-laws next week. They'll want to see it. Okay. So I was All like, right. okay. But uh, I think I'm already looking at that, the Best Picture nominees. If Dunkirk doesn't win, I don't know what's wrong with this world. Like, The Shape of Water is winning every award right now, and it has the most uh, Oscar nominations. But Dunkirk was a masterpiece by Christopher Nolan, in my opinion. I think Three Billboards is going to win. I think The Shape of Water was incredible. It was captivating. The score was exceptional. Um, But I think that movie will take a backseat to Three Billboards, and I think you'll see Guillermo del Toro win Best Director as kind of a consolation prize. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, what I like about The Shape of Water, it's completely original. I mean, it's it's the first monster movie that's been nominated for Best Picture at, at the Oscars as well. It's considered a monster movie because of The Shape of Water is essentially about uh, what this this weird fish creature man is living in, in, a, in a... I don't even know how to explain that. Like, it's a weird movie and it's a great concept, but I still think it's Dunkirk because it's a historically accurate. Um, Maybe before we get too far, we should just run through people through the headlines of what... So Shape of Water leads the whole pack with 13 Oscar nominations, yeah. and then Dunkirk, which you're you know putting at the top of your list, has eight, and three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Missouri? Missouri? Missouri, Missouri has uh, seven. So that's the, the yeah. kind of the top three, the podium finish. Um... And then from there, we also have The Post, which we've talked about, Phantom Thread with Daniel Day-Lewis, mm-hmm. Lady Bird, Get Out, Dunkirk we've talked about, Darkest Hour, and Call Me By Your Name, which neither of you have seen? No, Call no. Me By Your Name I haven't seen. Okay. And that's another period piece. I think Army Hammer's in that one. Okay. Yeah, that's the one with uh, Army Hammer, Timothy Chalamet. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's it's supposed to be very good. I just haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. But again, it's like the post. I'm sure over the next few weeks or month, I'll get to it. So maybe let's go through that list. Uh, we'll go best picture first, and then we can kind of get into some of the actor actresses uh, categories later on. But when you look at just the best picture list, uh, were there any of that top nine that surprised you, or did you look at it and say, "Ooh, uh, that they didn't include that one"? For me personally, Get Out. I think it's fantastic that they included it because it's such a different kind of movie for the Oscars to look at, acknowledge, and appreciate. So I think putting that on the list is a great move for them going forward, but it did surprise me a little bit that they did finally do something like that. I think it's about time they put something like Get Out out there because Get Out is uh, the one picture I was glad to see on there. I said this last year, I said this should be nominated for Best Picture when I saw it because of how original it is. I mean, it's it's the story is so bizarre and Jordan Peele didn't expect it to be as big as it was but here we are and you know what the Oscars have actually had a trend with uh, putting out a movie that's very creative look at Mad Max Fury Road from uh, mm-hmm. was it two years ago that was nominated everyone was shocked to see an action movie nominated uh, for best picture and when you have to do nine or ten nominations there's gonna be some movies that get in there they're like what but for, for people who haven't seen it what's get out about can you explain it's, it isn't it kind of a horror well, movie it's essentially a thriller, but it's a psychological thriller. Okay. What happens is an African-American man is dating a Caucasian girl. He goes back to her parents to meet her parents for the first time, and some weird shady stuff happens. Right? Is that the best way to explain it? Yeah, and it's not the only movie that's tough to explain. A coworker of ours today asked me to explain Shape of Water, and uh. it was like you tried to do earlier without spoiling the movie because it's so different yes. and so unique. You have to be very careful in how you describe it. So I think Kepler did a very good job explaining Get Out without going too far into it and ruining the movie itself. Yeah, it's hence, hence the title, Genius. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it's on my resume. Uh, now I was reading somewhere. Okay, oh, I was reading somewhere today that some people thought that not putting Wonder Woman on Best Picture was oh. a snub. Like that can't no. be real. No, Can that movie no. was awesome, but it's a it's a popcorn flick. Popcorn yeah, flicks. Exactly. That's an MTV Movie Award that yeah. it's going to win for Best Picture. I mean, it's it's a it's a comic book movie, and now a comic book movie was nominated. Uh, Logan. Logan got for writing or something, wasn't it? Best yeah. original screenplay. I mean, or was so it adapted. Adapted. Uh, adapted. That's right. So yeah. so there there's a nod to you know a, a comic book movie. Yeah. Uh, and Wonder Woman was a good movie and entertain. I thought it was a little preachy, but I mean it was a, <laughs> a good movie. And it's a summer movie, right? It, sure. It's, uh, and that's why I'm surprised that uh, they put out Dunkirk when they did because historically and typically everything in the summer is that popcorn movie just yep. high action Dunkirk was pace. September which is generally a low time for theaters and I think Christopher Nolan wanted the IMAX cinema uh, the, the, Christopher Nolan makes movies for the IMAX that's hmm. the only reason I mean uh, sorry he uses the IMAX cameras so the reason they uh-huh. released Dunkirk in September was so that he could use the IMAX for a month because nobody else was using it. Because the summer blockbusters always want the IMAX. Star Wars had the IMAX for almost two year, or two months. So that's huh. why Dunkirk came out in September. That's a funny fact. Yeah. Uh, so Shape of Water has 13 nominations. I mean, do you think it runs away with the hardware, or you're still leaning Dunkirk, and Brad, you're kind of leaning three billboards? I think so. I have, as we go through the rest of the categories, I'll mention who I think will win. Um... I guess that is a good point, good time to go into Best Actress because you have Sally Hawkins from The Shape of Water and you have Frances McDormand from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I think it's a toss-up. Who I'd go with in the end, probably... 
It will be Frances McDormand. She won the SAG Award, the Screen Actors Guild Award for yeah. Best Actress. She also won the Golden Globe, and I think there was a few producer awards for that as well. Her performance in that is outstanding. Margot Robbie, I'm glad that she was nominated for I, Tonya. The Tonya Harding, Tonya Harding flick was well done. So hmm. weird, too. It's, a, it's an emphasized version of the Tonya Harding story okay. or, or embellished. They embellish everything in it, so it makes it a very funny but but kind of depressing movie. Anyways, yeah. but just talking about uh, who should win Best Actress, I think it'll be Frances McDormand for uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Her, her, um, her performance is, is nothing like she's done in the past, and Frances McDormand has done some pretty weird stuff. <laughs> Qu- quickly run me through Best Actor category, and then I've got a, another question I want to get to here. Is it Gary, so Gary Oldman obviously portraying Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour. Yeah. Is he kind of the asterisk, you know, the favorite in that category? I Definitely. Think so. Yeah. Definitely. There's, um, Daniel Day-Lewis, you can't count him out because it's Daniel Day-Lewis and he always wins. They and love him there too. And he's going to yeah. go out on top. He, he's like Last Meryl movie, Streep. Isn't it? He's like Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard about the post that you, it doesn't. It feels like you're only watching Meryl Streep, not the character that she portrays. Yeah. And despite that, despite the criticism of her role in that movie, she still gets nominated. And it's like Daniel Day Lewis. Is this his best role? Probably not. In my opinion, it won't be because I don't think he can top his performance as Bill the Butcher in oh, Gangs in yeah. New York. So he gets the nod. Will he win? I don't think so. I think it's a lock for Gary Oldman. From all accounts, he knocks it out of the park and looks exactly like Winston Churchill. I can't wait to go see that flick. It's I haven't seen that one yet either, but I just from clips of Gary Oldman, he doesn't look like Gary Oldman. He's completely transformed himself. And this time, he didn't have to lose 100 pounds. Like, the last few huh. a- Best Actor winners have lost 100 pounds and got through all this change. Well, Gary Oldman actually packed on a few pounds with makeup. Hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, coming up on 316, we got to take a break. When we come back, I want to... So we've talked a bit about who wins, and it's all the you know, critical analysis kind of stuff, but of the movies you saw that are on the Oscar list, I mean, which one did you just like the most? Which one was actually fun to watch? Mm. So we'll get into that here in a minute on 630 Ched. Nineteen on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Brenton Dreger, we're chatting movies, Oscar nominations with Stephen Kepler from 92.5 Fresh Radio and 6.30 Chet producer Brad Whisker. Okay, uh, we're talking about the Best Picture nominees. We've got nine on the list. Shape of Water leads all Oscar nominations with 13. Uh, Dunkirk has eight, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I, I'm just going to say it like that. Seven? The way Frances McDormand says when she's accepting her speeches and stuff, she just keeps saying Missouri. Missouri. And she says it so proudly because everyone keeps saying Missouri when they're announcing it, so it's kind of interesting. Like she's she's so woke. So when you, yeah, exactly. When you watch the Oscars, you'll notice when she wins her award, you'll say, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. All right. <laughs> it's good. Sorry. Uh, so, of those nine, the ones that you've, you haven't seen all of them, I think we had seen half or a little better than half for, for both of you. Which one did you just enjoy watching the most? I mean, you can talk about who puts in the best performance and the script and the, you know, the cinematography but which one did you just like? Shape of Water for me. Hmm. Why is so, that? Unique movie, great concept, uh, and just an enjoyable watch, just the transformation of what they call the asset in this movie mm-hmm. and and uh, lead actress Sally Hawkins. She doesn't say a word the entire movie and and, and falls in love with this this asset. She's, and, uh, she's deaf, right? Yes. Yeah. She, she, she Everything she does in that movie is all like sign language, which is pretty neat, and that's what makes her relationship with this underwater being so cool. I would agree with you. That was a good movie. 
I wouldn't oh. say it was the best one. Oh. My favorite on the list. Okay. Well, please enlighten us. What was your favorite <laughs> movie? Yeah, movie to watch? genius. No. Or movie Kepler? genius. Uh, what do you Kepler? think? Of course, it's Dunkirk. Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that coming. Dunkirk for me, I didn't know anything about it going into it. My one of my cousins is a huge history buff, and he told me a bit about it. I said, okay, Dunkirk to me was my favorite movie because I was fascinated with the way it was filmed. They filmed it in land, sea, and air. Uh, the time timing was different on all sorts of fronts with this movie, um, and it, it challenged my thinking on on how we should view our superiors at times or like because Winston Churchill said at one point before Dunkirk they'd said they'd be happy with if they got 2,000 people out of Dunkirk and they ended up getting out 20 or 30,000 and I thought the story was fascinating hmm. fascinating sorry okay uh, what about one that uh, one of the nominated films that you saw that you didn't really like that much and, and maybe you could even say yeah I understand the critical acclaim that it's achieving or whatever but eh, it just wasn't it was kind of boring for me, it only has one nomination as far as I can remember, and that was The Florida Project. I thought it was good. It, 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 it tells a, a good story, but it just it never really peaks. It just maintains this constant kind of dullish tone throughout. Willem Dafoe's really good in it, but there's just nothing that made me go, you know what, I would in a few months love to watch that movie again. Mm. You know what's neat about the Florida Project, though? It was shown at the Edmonton International Film Festival this year, which I thought was pretty good. It's always yeah. good. Once a year they've gotten nominations out. Last year it was uh, Room was shown here at the uh, at the uh, film festival. So I thought the Florida Project was pretty neat. But I, yeah, I would I maybe agree with you on that one. I thought Willem Dafoe was really good in that, though. He was great, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'd mentioned that. But they're just throughout the rest of the movie, there just wasn't those moments to me that made me kind of burst out in laughter or feel mm-hmm. particularly bad for a character. It was just very... I was kind of emotionless for most of the movie, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I would like... Uh, I was kind of upset that I didn't see I, Tanya on the Best Picture category. Oh, because uh, the way it was filmed, like the way they filmed the figure skating, the way they filmed, uh, they, they broke the fourth wall in so many ways because the movie's filmed kind of, they do interviews, fake interviews with every character in the movie and then they show what actually happened. So it's good at showing, you know that, that saying there's uh, this person's side, this person's side and the real story or whatever. Okay. So they show every side of the story, which I thought was really interesting. I haven't seen a movie do that in a long time. And so I, I'm, I'm upset that it's not on the best picture category. Hmm. But yeah. okay, all right. Even though uh, there was a couple nominations for acting in that one, Margot Robbie, Allison Janney, and Allison Janney will win best supporting actress for that. There's no question. Huh. Cool. Could agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, now you can't really talk about the Oscars without getting to this, and we have just a few minutes left here, so I wanted to make sure we hit on it, and that's diversity. A couple of years ago, it was Oscars so white. As soon as the nominations came out, it was people noticing the uh, the, the absence of people of color and of women as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's kind of an uphill battle in the uh, movie industry. This year, there seems to be a bit more of an effort, I guess, to recognize the diversity. What I like about it the most is that they're deserving as well. The people yes. that they've put into these categories. It's not just, well, everybody's criticizing us for not being, uh, for not more, for not uh, nominating more African Americans or visible minorities. Octavia Spencer, well deserving for Shape of Water. Mary J. Blige, very deserving for Mudbound. Uh, Denzel Washington, I haven't seen. Um, Roman J. Israel, but I mean it's Denzel Washington, so how could you how could you go wrong with that? Uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. So these are very deserving actors and actresses. It's not just well, we better 
make good for our past failures and include them, they are deserving to be in these categories. Yeah, but does it mean they're taking away from other actors? Because um, Andy Serkis put, turned out turned in a, an amazing performance in War for the Planet of the Apes, and they're using the motion capture technology, and uh, it's a really hard to, to act with that kind of technology because you're essentially acting with nothing, but uh, just, there's nothing around you. You're using mm. your imagination. And so does that get taken away or you know are things being taken away because they need to add diversity that's the question i want to ask but at the same time i agree with brad i mean there's some people who were extremely deserving um they also i guess worth mentioning rachel morrison is the first woman ever nominated for best cinematography for her work on mudbound yeah um okay you've made your predictions of who you think will win best picture just wanted to get to this maybe before we finish uh the post which neither of you have seen not yet. Not yet. But Kepler's going to watch with his in-laws or something Darn next straight. week. Darn uh, straight. So no nominations for Tom Hanks or Steven Spielberg. I didn't know this till today. Hanks's last nomination was for Castaway in 2001. Meanwhile, Meryl Streep's like, yeah, exactly. I know. I was like, really? He needs to do Forrest <laughs> Gump like, 2. Like, uh, <laughs> like, and I don't think even for Bridge of Spies? No. Uh, you're right. No, he didn't. Meanwhile, yeah. Meryl's like, well, I got nominated last year, the year before, the year I before, all the way back to 1980. I thought he was nominated for The Terminal. Hmm. I don't think so. Wow. Can I just say one thing, though, yep. before we... I know we have to go here in about 15, 20 seconds. The Best Supporting Actor category, to me, is one of the most competitive categories this year oh. with Richard Jenkins, Christopher Plummer, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, Willem Dafoe. Christopher Plummer yeah. pulled one of the greatest moves, stepping in for Kevin Spacey. He had three weeks to reshoot the entire movie and get it out on the original release date, and he did it, and he knocked it out of the park. So... I think it would be quite a story if they awarded Christopher Plummer with Best Supporting Actor. Personally, I think Sam Rockwell... Sam Rockwell should win, though, because he was uh, outstanding in three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. But I think you're right. I mean, if, if Christopher Plummer gets it, it's pretty amazing. How old is he? 88. There you go. And he tur turned it into performance in three weeks he does. <laughs> yeah. That's, it. That's hard, man. That's semi-retirement. All right. Uh, thanks, Brad. Thanks, Kepler, for coming in. Uh, the Oscar nominations out today, Shape of Water 13, Dunkirk 8, and Three Billboards with 7. We're off to the news. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.